Galaxy 666 by Pell Toro. Session 69. Welcome back, fellow explorers, to Galaxy 666, your ever-present guide to here. We have Bronit's solution at last, and it can come none too soon, as we are in the penultimate session. That solution is to go insane. Hopefully his readers have not beaten him to the punch. The logic is that if Galaxy 666, is there really a Galaxy 666, or just this one planetary system consisting of one planet, is a system that exists only on chaos or randomness, then to survive one needs to become random, or rather insane. As mentioned in last week's session, Bronit has given our universe too much credit, or at least not understood it fully. Our universe can be decomposed into several simple building blocks, mass and energy, light, forces, and fields. However, another critical element to our universe is randomness, or chaos. It is actually an essential element without which our very existence could not occur. True, every event has a cause that created it, and those can be traced backward in time. However, we cannot use the same process to predict the future. We know how frontal systems react to form weather, yet we can't say for certain what the weather will actually be tomorrow. This is not a limitation of measuring equipment, but the structure of the universe itself. As we have learned more and more about the universe, we have learned more and more about how fundamental chance is. For instance, 20 years ago, electrons orbited atoms like planets. Now we understand them to exist in regions of probability. We don't know where the electrons are exactly, but we can identify where they are likely to be. In a more practical sense, we live in a world where we cannot correct for every eventuality. And it is not a matter of knowing every possible variable and properly taking them into consideration. It is a matter of not knowing how variables will interact. We don't know when the radioactive material will decay. We don't know when the cat will die. Throw on top of this the nature of man and man's ability to think, and you have yet another level of complexity added to the universe. Man's input is neither random nor rule-following. And in the same manner that we can have a general idea of what will affect the weather and what it will approximately look like tomorrow, we can also have a rough idea of how certain stimulus will affect people en masse. But no one can definitively know what any specific person will do at any time. What this means for all of us is that in a universe as unpredictable as ours, we can take no credit for our success, nor blame for our failures. All we can do is do all we can to increase the likelihood of success and minimize the chance of failure, which is a completely different kind of attitude. If we are playing a game and we play to win, once we think we have won, we are finished. But if we are playing to increase our chances of winning, We are never finished, because there is always something else that can be done to improve our chances. The same is true for anything in life. We should not try to succeed. We should strive to increase our chances of success. And we should accept failure as both inevitable and transient. As Leonard Moldenov notes in his book, The Drunkard's Walk, How Randomness Rules Our Lives, quote, Successful people in every field are almost universally members of a certain set, the set of people who didn't give up, unquote. And what would an anti-universe look like? Would it be a place where random events occur? Unlikely, as random events already occur in our universe. Our expectation should then be a place without any rules governing mass and energy, magnetic and electric fields, or space-time. 
But if such a place existed, it would be little more than a soup of nothing spanning no time or space, which would make for very dull reading. Bronant and Pell's plan is far more interesting, though I am not sure why one must go insane in order to strike controls at random. And can Bronant, insane or not, even do this? Science has demonstrated that people are remarkably bad at acting in random fashion, or, in fact, recognizing purely random occurrences. Just try choosing a number between 1 and 20, and then do it again, and again, and do this, say, 50 times. When you compare the numbers you have chosen to those rolled on a 20-sided die, you will find a person's tends to repeat numbers less frequently than a truly random number generator does. In addition to not being good at generating randomness, we are also not so good at identifying it. Pareidolia is a psychological phenomenon where one discerns meaning from random patterns. For instance, finding prophetic meaning in numbers, faces in stained wood, or animal shapes in clouds. Randomness is a fantastic and necessary thing. It is why we exist, why we survive, and why we can't get enough of Galaxy 666. Here ends session 69.